1: as Beijing seeks to broaden its iPhone ban even further to state firms and agencies. All this just days before the iPhone 15 launch event set to take place next week and named Wanderlust, whatever that means. Dan Ives of Wedbush maintained his outperform rating and 230 price targets saying this. In a worst case scenario, any China government agency iPhone ban is way overblown. Citing the ban would affect less than 500,000 iPhones out of roughly 45 million expected to sell in China over the next year. Dan Ives, I'm pleased to say, joins us now. Right Right now, Dan, wonderful to catch up with you. Tim Cook, as you know, the diplomat, he has really navigated these issues with the U.S. and China so well over the years. And finally, he finds himself at a crosshairs. Now, I wonder, Dan, from your perspective, what that means. If it happens to Tim Cook, surely it can happen to anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, but in my opinion, this is barks a lot worse than bite. I mean, in terms of all the work we've done, I, we're talking 500,000 iPhone units and probably less in terms of any sort of ban that we've seen with some of these government agencies, which has really been there for the last few years. And look, I get it. Many people are going to yell fire in a crowd theater like they have continued to do year over year. We'd be strong buyers here. I think we're going to look back on this as more the opportunity rather than a time to... to to really see structural problems are now ahead for Cupertino.
1: Context perspective matters, Dan. I understand the numbers like you do. It makes perfect sense. But I think what we're missing here is the signal, the optics. Are we missing a change in mood away from foreign luxury, U.S. hardware, U.S. tech, Apple specifically? Are you missing that shift in mood in China?
0: Look, at the end of the day, Huawei right now, two generations behind. It's essentially the JV phone. Right. I mean, relative, no, no Chinese consumer is going to go out and go for this phone over an iPhone 15, which just continues to be gold standard. Now, look, in terms of the cold tech war between U.S. and China, no doubt the Apple as well as Tesla continues to be caught in the middle, but the tactician cook continues to navigate this. And also remember, when you look at Foxconn supply chain, you're, you're essentially talking about the number one employer in all of China in terms of Apple. So I get the nervousness, but I just continue to believe it's going to continue to be 20% of iPhone. And I think growth is actually going to happen and actually market share in China rather than the opposite.
1: It's, and um, we are talking about a communist country, though. Why would what China believes is good for its government is any different to what China believes is good for its people?
0: Because they're basically the biggest employer in China. And if you look within Beijing, especially spend a lot of time in around China and Asia, it's a trophy case that apple, that's where their production is. and And ultimately, if you look at cook, despite Vietnam and India and some others, they have continued to really bet the farm in terms of China. That hasn't changed. So this is all a game of poker, and I get some of the shots across the valley in terms of where Huawei is, yep. but I just don't see them shooting themselves in the foot. That's our opinion, continues to be despite, you know, haters continuing to hate on Apple yet again.
1: And you're perfectly entitled to your opinion, sir, going into next week ahead of the iPhone 15 launch. Dan, here's the question for you. You always talk about that upgrade cycle, the elusive upgrade cycle. You and- and I've been talking about that for years now. At what point does that bullish thesis become a bearish one? At what point do you just ask Dan, why aren't they upgrading?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look. If you look at the last year and a half, a lot of those upgrades have happened, but it's almost a high-class problem because they've gained the net incremental 125 million users over the last two years. 250 million iPhones have not been upgraded in four plus years. And if you look at this special chip camera technology, and, and what continues to come out of Cupertino is the gold standard. And that's why I believe, especially with a lot of big carrier discounts, this is a mini super cycle, despite a lot of the bears coming out of hibernation mode you know, after Apple's
1: run. It's amazing you're talking about super cycles at a time when we've basically got no growth for the core product. Dan, why are we paying up to 30 times yeah, earnings now- for no growth? Okay, so I
0: continue. First of all, when you factor in FX, it is growing. And then I think it's all about into the next year, where you're going to have mid-single-digit unit growth. You have ASP growth, which is actually double digits, and it's services. I think how many have missed Apple going from hating it at a trillion, despising it at two trillion, now pulling their hair out three trillion. It's a services business. The sum of the parts we believe is worth 1.4 to 1.5 trillion. And I believe we sit here in the next year, year and a half, and this is on its way to four trillion. This is not the end. It's just the middle of the next cycle. Like,
1: We won't wait a year to catch up. Dan, it's good to see you, as always, going into next week. Dan Ives of Wedbush, still bullish on this name, as you might expect.
0: To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code radio20 at bloomberglive.com slash greenfestival.